Hello and welcome to Stirring the Pot, Entertainment Series premiere pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek, the first and the last, and today we have... Sam. And that's it. It has been a crazy few weeks for us. We just finished our July summer... Convention season, yeah, runs from May all the way to the end of July, and then yeah. um, a few of us in the Entertainment Sioux crew have to go back to school, as in teach it. So uh, panels, panels, and conventions kind of take a break for the next few months. Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent one we just finished up was Tampa Bay Comic Con, where we ended up selling at the last minute. Yeah, um, it was great to see everyone that stopped by. They were really nice. Everyone was really nice. A few people asked us for autographs. Which yeah, was, that, I, that which gave is strange. Me, that gave me a big, a bit of a big head. It, it gave me a bit of a big head. I, I wasn't, I haven't been used to it. We've been doing this panel thing for the past like five or so years since mm-hmm. twenty. 17? Yeah. So that's 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Six years. I thought it was like after you grad. No, it was like before you graduated. Yeah, it was before graduation. I graduated college in 2018. Yeah, so it was 2017. Mm -hmm. Six years of doing panels. Wow. How's that feel? How's that feel getting six years under your belt? So I'm 26 now. Turning 27 later this year. I gotta be real. It feels odd because people there. I've gotten a lot of comments from panels that we do. For example, we have a representation panel, mm-hmm. and we've been running that representation panel since what the third year. I think so. And no, oh no, since the second year. I don't think because if it was twenty seventeen plus three is twenty twenty, and everything was gone in twenty twenty. My only thing is, oh no, I think so. No. Third year. We've been running it since 2019, mm-hmm. and uh, the thing is, people, you don't realize it, uh, you grow every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we That panel was, is all about, if, for those that don't know, you know, so whenever you talk about representation, a lot of times you get some people that just be like, oh, where's the proof? Yeah. Um, a large part of the panel is us collecting that evidence synthesizing that evidence and be like, hey, there's this, all this scientific research that's been done that shows that representation matters. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of turns into like a kind of rant session for us to talk about our own things that we see, problems in representation in media. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first made that panel, we were, at least I know I was, an angrier person. Yeah. So I don't have to be like, yeah, dude, you were angry. I feel like I was also like a lot more frustrated with the state of the world and such. Yeah. And so I guess as we aged, we unfortunately matured. Um, and we had, I had someone stop me after this latest one at Tampa Bay Comic Con. And I was just like, yeah, you know, that's, that's crazy. You, you guys used to just yell up there. <laughs> Is that what they said? Yeah. He's like, I'm rocking with you. I'm frustrated. But I was frustrated with y'all. But it's like a lot of times you guys just be yelling up there. You just be screaming into the wind. Yeah. You guys have to sit there and take it for an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, oh man, it's so weird. We've been doing this thing for so long. We were guests at, uh, we were panelist guests at Megacon. We oh, were. Metro? No, no, panelists get, that's why we had the special panelist oh. manager. Oh! Um, and we were full on special guests at mm-hmm. MetroCon, which was really fun and really exciting. Tampa Bay Comic Con. Um, we sold a lot of conventions this summer. Yeah. So we ended up going to, starting off with Megacon, then. Bold. Bold Matsuri. And then we went to Metro. And oh, no, wait. Metro, it's, it was uh, Megacon, 
Anime Festival Orlando. Oh, you're right. Bold Mitsuri, MetroCon, Tampa Bay Comic Con. We did five conventions in the summer, which I feel like for a lot of people who uh, sell at the conventions a lot, this is, that, that is not a lot. That's not a lot I, for I, them. The thing is, a lot of people who I know you guys are following us now, you guys are putting in that grind. Like, yeah. we, we, we see you on I get, Instagram I get now. tired. Doing the conventions of Tampa Bay Comic Con and MetroCon, like a MetroCon and Tampa Bay Comic Con kind of back-to-back. With Bold Mitsuri. And even though we had a week in between each one. Yeah, it was, it was tiring. It was tiring. And I know some people, like, they do a convention and then they drive across the country. I think our neighbors were like, they're like, yeah, we were just at San Diego Comic Con. And then we're now we're here. Yeah. Kind of last minute. And my wife's in, like, my, me and my wife split the merchandise. So now she's at the Texas Comic Con while I'm here in Tampa. You guys are crazy in all the good ways. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep getting that hustle. Um, you can make those money moves, you know? We're going to try to get on that hustle, but... Uh, Maybe some, some soon. The thing is, it sucks, though, because this is, like... This isn't, like... We're not getting into real entertainment studio logistics, but um, you're able to just be the artist for entertainment studio just full-time now, mm-hmm. which is great, but unfortunately, since me and Asia are teachers, like, can we go through panels in the fall? I mean, can we go, like, to conventions in the in the fall? I feel like we probably could, but we just couldn't do panels there. Yeah, we say that, but we're going to be at Anime St. Pete in a few weeks. So. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, man. It is tiring. It is tiring. And throughout this entire time, um, you guys have been showing us a lot of love. So uh, we did a slight redesign of the website where it's constantly in podcasts. Like, it, we pushed the podcast and our original IPs because... That's what, like, does the best business for us, which is, like, great. Thanks, yeah. guys. It made me really happy that, like, during, especially, like, during um, Metro in Tampa, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people were just like, yeah, I'm really interested. Like, I'm working on, hi, I'm working on a comic. Um, doing the spiel for your comic? Oh, yeah. I'm working on an alien girl band comic called Ultraviolet. Um, I'm trying to have it done by the end of the year. Um, so look out for that. Hopefully I get that done. I've been working. I've been doing progress. I've been working. I've been just, like, you know, messing around. Uh, we I know we we have a portal that we're trying to build, like a landing page for Ultraviolet and a landing page for the World of Vala, which mm-hmm. um, we first started, we sold our the World book this summer. Yeah, it's been doing pretty well. Yeah, it's been doing pretty well. It's been really fun. Um, we have a few more books slated to come out this year. It's going to be crazy, insane, and uh, woo, a lot of work. <laughs> but. You didn't come here to hear us talk about our accolades and stuff. You came here to hear us talk about Miraculous Ladybug. Season two. So we did mm-hmm. season one last week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, season one was, it got dirt. Season one got dirt. But it wasn't. Uh, but it, like, was, it was a high dirt from it what was, I remember. It was a high dirt. It was, it was uh, almost a bronze. The problem is, no, never mind. Actually, this season is better. Yeah. The thing is, we are caught up on Miraculous Ladybug up to what's been released in the United States, mm-hmm. which is the finish of season four. Season two is a, is a better season than season one. Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean Miraculous Ladybug is a good show? Not particularly. Not particularly. The thing is, there's shows that I like that get dirt. I feel like season two is automatically better just because I feel like a lot of the episodes 
don't repeat. A lot of the formulas are um are like still fresh in season two. Yeah. So the thing is, you guys, our review system. You guys know how we do it. We separate it into um gold, silver, bronze, and dirt. Um, and then we break it down through characteristics of plot, construction, themes, and characters. The problem is TV shows are slightly different. TV shows, you have to take each season with the information you have up to that point. Mm-hmm. So we know where Miraculous Ladybug ends up going. Mm-hmm. We know that it kind of mm-hmm. is our best storytelling in, in a bit. But seasons one and two as a duo season works pretty well mm-hmm. within our criteria of doing really well. Yeah. Um, so you want to do our scores first and then talk about our main gripes? Yeah, I think that probably works best. So we'll we'll go through and we'll sh- we'll say what we had for plot, what we had for um, construction, what we had for theme, and what we had for characters, and then at the end, I'll talk about. We'll talk about the thing I know I want to talk about. It's mm-hmm. the Chloe issue. Yeah. Which I feel like is the bulk of the problem of the season. Well, season two, yeah. Because honestly, um, after watching season like after watching season one, going to season two, I was surp- I was pleasantly surprised how much better it is compared to like how season one kind of just recycles like the formula of like oh there's a like yeah we're at school oh there's an Akuma attack Ladybug kind of wants to save the day and then we go back and that's just like how it goes for a lot of the episodes. But season two it does it breaks away from that a bit, which I appreciate. Also, many of you guys might ask, why are you guys talking about Miraculous Ladybug? Aren't there, like, dozens of shows you could be walking, watching? Shouldn't you be watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Shouldn't you be talking about Game of Thrones? The new season's going to come out? Um, we have a lot on our plates. Yeah. Miraculous Ladybug is short, and it, it's easily to complain about. And also on top of that, um, I actually want to pay attention to those shows. Because they're <laughs> sorry, I actually want to pay attention and actually give you like concrete like analy- like analysis because the people that put in the work to like Game of Thrones and like also the Marvel Cinematic Universe actually put thought into what they do. Um, since um, this is not even words that are coming from my mouth, the creator is like, yeah, it's a kids show. It's not that deep. Yeah, he he's, he says the plot doesn't matter. It's a kids show. It's not made for adults. What does it matter? So yeah. So hearing that, we are going to judge it. But within reason. So, Sam, mm-hmm. the plot. Honestly, the plot. What score does that get for you? I want to give the plot a silver, maybe. Only because I feel like. I feel like me watching it from like season one and going on to season two, I'm like, oh, I feel like a lot of the things decision making makes sense. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the things. I feel like season two does a good job of showing how capable Marinette is and how resourceful she is, mm-hmm. and like her like coming up with plants and stuff. I guess. So that's a three. That's a three. Sweet. I would also give it a three. The plot is solid. Mm-hmm. It. Follows its logical conclusions this season. Mm-hmm. Are there some little things I wish they could do better? 
Yeah, but I kind of ding them in characters for that over yeah. the overall plot. The plot feels like it's leading towards something. Yes. Um, so I would also give that a three. Mm-hmm. Construction. Construction. So in terms of like the show's look, how it was put together. I feel like I feel like season two worked a lot. Like it did a lot better in terms of a uh, construction. I feel like they. I think I like actually when like their um korean studio got involved so a lot of the a lot of it looks a lot more fluid and also a lot more there's a, there are the thing is i don't like the 3d animation yeah but the thing is that i i feel like that complaint for me is taking off the table when trying to look at this critically yeah. because it's just like hey they they had what they had yeah season two does a lot better and you're right making that animation flow mm-hmm. and work like there's a lot of examples of like for example in um this is a small thing Mm-hmm. Day, uh, not Damien. Adrian's runway walk with his stupid pigeon hat. Yeah, looks so good animated. Yeah, like when he like looks back at Marinette. Yeah, the thing is, it's a lot more. I feel like in the first season, it's like, oh yeah, it's like a stock footage. Yeah, image. No, they're not stock. It's like a stock animation where it's just like, yeah, here's me when I'm being nervous. Here's me when I'm like ladybug. Here's and I feel like you're right. It's a lot more dynamic. And that 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 dynamism pushes they utilize that technique in that animation to push certain character moments Mm -hmm. which one might be seen as cringy for marinette but it still works really well Mm -hmm. so for me i'd give construction a three i'd also give it a three i'd give it a three themes themes honestly the themes are (laughs) the the themes of season four are pretty good the thing is i might give it a four I was going to give it a three. The thing is, you can give it a three. I might give it a four. Mostly because of Chloe's character art throughout this entire season. It's good. The thing is, I might be biased, but I feel like the reason I give it a three is because of what happens after in later seasons. That's fair. I'm not touching anything that comes after. No, that's fair. That's very much my bias. Me, I I don't want to give it a four and then it's like, oh, yeah. And then later... It's like gonna be like a one or so because it doesn't keep that consistency. But we're get to, we'll get to that. Don't worry, we'll get to that in later seasons. But so that's another three for you. That's, that's a, a four for me. Yeah, because I feel like the themes. Um, it's a kid show, so I feel like the themes for this season specifically kind of hit you over the head of like, yeah, believing yourself. Yeah, everyone has their own trauma. Yeah. Um. Like um, it's like it's like that. I. I think Miss Bustier does it really well in the in those weird kissy episode. Zombisu? Zombisu episode, where it's just like, yeah, you're getting mad at Chloe, but like... You know, like, you should be a they're leader. They're still good within this. Yeah. And I really appreciate that, Miss Bustier. Um, that episode was actually really good. Because the thing is, outside of the weird kissing thing... Yeah, it was... That was... I don't like but that. But the thing is, it's like, I like the idea that... Even though it's a kid's show, mm-hmm. you can hit that theme of, hey, yeah, the thing is, no matter how vile you think a person is, there's probably still a little bit of good within them. And also, Which I mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard to accept as you get older and more jaded. Yeah. And so, when they kept showing, like, Chloe's part within this show, mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, no, she is getting better. She's, like, thinking about the things she does. There's a reason why, we, why she does this. And then we meet her mom, and it's just like, oh... Yeah, I was going to bring up that fact that we see why she acts like this. And I appreciate that they are like, hey, 
the, like, I feel like I appreciate that the show like is like taking this into consideration because before in the first season it's like oh yeah I'm just a terrible terrible person yeah I'm just a villain who acquaintances the entirety of the city with my terrible actions but seeing how her mother treats her and how her mother's never around her dad's like kind of neglectful and like kind of just spoils her instead of actually like really caring for her how it affects how it's like how it's affected her as a person yeah so yeah so for me that's a things three for you four for me i'm gonna keep it a three i'm gonna keep it a three characters characters (sighs) that might be a four for me our definition for a gold for characters characters are well defined and their motivations are clear this season no matter what comes up after they start showcasing everyone's motivations and what they are, what they do. And even Nina, who I hate, like doesn't do anything. And you find out more about him. You find out more about everyone. They introduce the characters of uh, Kagome and Luca, mm-hmm. who don't end up being anything in the show. But in this season, they provide an alternative and the, a deeper look into the characters of Adrian and Marinette. And what they really want, what they really like, kind of need as a yeah. to develop. And then they work alongside the theme because we always come back to Chloe within the season, which is enjoyable. They do go back to Chloe a lot. You're right. And I think that makes it a four. Oh, my God. The thing is, I feel like everyone does have clear motivations, but I feel like Adrian's motivations are kind of still wishy-washy. Because he's a cinema monster. Shush, shush, shush. We don't get there yet. <laughs> we don't get there yet. But yeah, but I feel like Adrian's motivations are very wishy-washy. I feel like Cat Noir's motivations are like, oh, my motivation is that I am in love with Ladybug. And it's kind of annoying. So I feel like for me to give it a four, with me having so much gripes about the characterization in that way. Like, even Marinette's, like, motivations are clear. Like, she's in love with Adrian and will do anything she can to, like, kind of be with Adrian, I guess. You could say, um, are they good motivations? No. Are they motivations? Sure. But I feel like they don't really add much in terms of like, I think you're wrong, (laughs) but I respectively agree with you. I, sorry. I respectively accept your opinion because I think even these baseline, I, the, the thing is, I'm not. I'm not gonna make the argument that Kagome and Luca are full characters this season. They are not. Mm-hmm. I will say them appearing and changing the kind of ingredients of the Marinette and Adrian relationship mm-hmm. adds more depth to Adrian and Marinette when you see that it's not just each other that they're obsessed with, and then those two characters have them start thinking more about who they are and we get to watch that grow including with the cadre of extra heroes they're adding to the pile. no no that's fair no no that you're that's fair all of this is the thing is spoiler alert all this is thrown out the window in the next few seasons Mm -hmm. but for this first two seasons especially with how it ends where it's like they got their they got their in-game moment for in-game where all the heroes are teaming up against Hawkmaw, mm-hmm. and then Natalie has to save him. And that and the thing is, it ups the stakes perfectly. Damn. You're right. You're right. Right? Wow, what a miraculous head. What a miraculous head. So what are you going to give that? I'm giving it 
I'm giving it a three. Okay. I, I can't in good conscience give it a four. Give it a 12. I gave it a 14. Which means we both gave it silvers. So the average out, it's just going to be... A silver? It's just going to be a silver. That works with me. That works with you? That works with me. I Se- season one was a dirt. But this is a silver. This is a silver. This is almost... This is almost... A, it's one point away from being a gold. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm glad that I kept it a four. At the end. <laughs> it didn't deserve a four. But yeah. But the thing is, the season... This isn't significantly better. And the thing is, I feel like this season, you see, like, I remember when, hi, I watched the entirety of, like, Miraculous Ladybug from, like, when it actually started airing. Airing. Well, not airing, but when it started getting popular in, like, the States, I guess. Because I, I watched it in the original, like, French dub because it did not have a dub yet. That's funny. Um, <laughs> so when I was watching it, um, I feel like there was, like, a lot more, it got a lot more, like, fan, like, fandom stuff in season two because it introduced a lot of ideas um and then now here we are like maybe six or so years later from that and it's kind of dropped off because of the bad kind of decision making on the creator's part honestly the thing is i think it's mostly their release schedule their release schedule is also not great the thing is like the thing is i think it's the same thing that happened to steven universe where because the release schedule wasn't consistent like people moved on yeah you're right. No, that's fair. I just thought the only I thought the reason that I blame like the actual writing is because like oh, you're like in season two especially it's like oh there's like this grand like there's a grand difference between season one and season two and it's like you're introducing all these ideas mm-hmm. and then it's like I'm waiting around and then you kind of falter on them and the creator isn't great and he's just like oh well it's a kid show it's not that deep but you introduce these interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just disappoints from there. And let's talk about the biggest disappointment. The fact that they add Chloe Bourgeois. Oh. No. <laughs> Sorry, I hate the macaron power-ups. That's a small gripe. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, I hate that they have macaron power-ups. Because they never use them after this, I don't think. It's They also have cheese power-ups. Yeah, the thing is, it's like they never use these af- later. They only use the astronaut one, and it's telling. But yeah, you're right. Chloe Bourgeois. What can we say about Chloe Bourgeois and how they ruined my girl? They gave, they were gonna give her redemption, every little every in every single episode, nearly every episode in the there season. There was something about like, hey, Chloe's a terrible person, but then we watched the course of the episode, where it's just like, oh, she has reasons to be like this. Yeah. Oh, she's really sweet. The uh, bear episode. Yeah. With the, with despair bear. Despair bear. Where she was like, oh yeah, I remember when you were a little girl and I used to play with you and you used to be so sweet. And like, da 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 da. And it's like, you need to, like, that was adorable. That was so cute. You can't. The thing is, hey, we've been doing Miraculous Ladybug spoilers. So, like, another bigger spoiler. Um, Chloe Bourgeois stays a bad guy and not a good person. She actually regresses more. And the creator says that, yeah, she was always meant to be a bad guy, which feels like a lie because they, they, they spend so much time. The thing is, as a writer, you don't spend that much time. Yeah, focusing on, like, the little, like, intricacies of Chloe's character and how she acts and how she cares for Adrian's friendship genuinely. Yeah. Even, like, even outside of her, like, wanting to date Adrian or whatever, being in love with Adrian or whatever, she genuinely wants to be, like, friends with him and want and cares for his, about his opinion. And the thing is, when Adrian expresses to Chloe, like, hey, 
I'm not cool with you being mean to everyone. She tries to change. She tries to change. We also know that through the backstory, she genuinely cares about Sabrina. Yeah. It's just that, hey, my mom, who I love, treats everyone like this. Yeah. So it's just like, oh. Why wouldn't I treat Sabrina like this? Yeah. And Sabrina, I feel like, had a lot of empathy for Chloe, so that's why she puts up with it. That's why she's just like, oh, yeah, there's like an ep- like during the zombie suit episode, which is a good episode. If you're watching the episode, watch that one. It's pretty good in terms of Chloe, like, redemption backstory stuff. Where she, like, was like, yeah, Chloe doesn't remember birthdays because her mom doesn't remember birthdays. Like, Chloe acts this way. Like, it's like, it's like a lot of that example. And she's only 14. Yeah. And she, a lot of her life was spent not around her mother. Yeah. And oh her dad's gosh. spoiling her. And then when you meet her mother, it's like, oh, she's terrible. And she walks all over everyone. And, like, I feel like you can kind of see, like, the, pa- like, not parasocial, but, like, how the parallels between the way Chloe's mother treats her father and how Chloe treats Sabrina. Mm-hmm. And it's because she idolizes her mother. And they take all that, char- that constant character development we were getting. Um, she got a miraculous. By accident. By accident. But she got it, and she helped. She wanted to. She wanted to be how she want. Like I feel like she kind. Of, she helped, but it also she like kind of floundered, and she kind of created trouble because she wanted to be a hero. She wanted. She idolizes Ladybug, and she idolizes how Ladybug like like saves Paris, and how she's so selfless, and like you know, like she's a big hero. She plays Ladybug and Cat Noir with Sabrina, yeah. where they dress up as the characters because they genuinely like the characters yeah. and like the heroes. Uh, she even helped in the final battle against Hawk Moth. Yeah. Like, I know there's like, we can't give you it because Hawk Moth, blah, 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 blah. I feel like you could have just given her a different miraculous, but whatever. Yeah. Let's give her a different miraculous. I, I think it was because um, since Hawk Moth, because Hawk Moth was waiting for her to get a miraculous. That's fair. Because they knew her identity. But it's just like, uh, I feel like in later seasons, that rule is just thrown out the window. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, well, da-da-da-da-da. We can't give you miraculous because of X, Y, and Z reason. We can't know who the miraculous holder because of da-da-da-da-da. And that all gets, like, disproven it's later. It's disproven. It just seems like the creator has a vendetta against this fictional character that he created. And it's obnoxious. Because he apparently, what I've heard is that he's based it off of a bully he had in school years ago. Bullies are very traumatic, but it seems kind of convenient that all of a sudden, like, this character gets that, even though you laid this groundwork for a really good mm-hmm. um, character redemption arc, because at this point, Chloe's the most interesting character in the show, yeah. because she has flaws. Because she has flaws. Like, the thing is, I feel like if they gave Marinette the same amount of depth that they gave Chloe, Marinette would be a better character. But since Marinette's perfect and she's kind and she doesn't have any faults, even though she very much does, the fo- the show very much plays it up as a gag. Where it's yeah. like, yeah, her obsession with Adrian, that's a gag. Her like weird jealousy that she has with Kagome, that's a gag. That we don't have to we don't have to d- delve into because it's not who she truly is. Who she tr- I feel like the creator like kind of plays that who Marinette truly is is when she's Ladybug. And any fault that she has as Marinette doesn't matter because she, when she's Lady, but that's how her that's her truest self, mm-hmm. which isn't fair. It's not fair that like Marinette can be her best self as Ladybug, but whenever like Chloe is trying to be better, it's getting shut down because like yeah, obviously she was supposed to be evil. Some people are just evil. Some people are just bullies. 
And it's just like, clearly there was more depth to her. There was supposed to be more depth to her. There was supposed to be more depth with her. Which is, the thing is, hi, we've been writing a lot. We have a tabletop podcast. And also, we've been, we, me and Sam have both been writing a lot. Mm-hmm. And it feels like such a cardinal sin of writing to spin off. Because the thing is, I know bad people exist. Mm-hmm. Right? And I know some people can't be redeemed. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be, if you do something like what he did, it's supposed to be more heartbreaking that, like. She reverted back. Yeah. But it's never treated as such. Yeah. It's treated as that, yeah, she's always been this way. Yeah, it's like, what the thing is, it's also the language that Marinette uses. I feel like she's just a mouthpiece for the creator. Yeah. And it feels very much like, yeah, what did you expect? Look how she treats people. Like, that's why she's trying to be better. It's like, yeah, what did you expect? Like, a lot of her bias comes out. A lot of the creator's bias comes out. And it's just like, oh, people don't really change. Which is, like, terrible. Because even, like, when they're, like, even when, like, Ladybug's, like, first um, fight with Hawk Moth, she still gave him a chance. Like, hey, you can still be good. You can still do the right thing. Yeah. Even though she's been terrorizing Paris for, like, months now. Also... The excuse that it's just a kid's show, I hate that excuse. I hate that excuse. I hate that excuse. Because the thing is, I feel like Steven Universe has shown that you can dive into these sort of, like, murkier, darker themes and mm-hmm. still be a kid's show. Yeah. The same with like Avatar, where it's like they cut on war. They're literally at war. And it's like the kind of pressures of a whole, like, society dealing with, like, the effects of war. It's a kid's show. Where he has to deal with the fact that, yeah... You've been training for... I have never watched Avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been training for a year to take down the Fire Lord. Yeah, you're going to have to kill him. I have to kill him? Yeah. And I also feel like it's like... Airbenders kind of like just don't ex- haven't existed in 100 years. Because like no one... Ha- like The culture's gone. Yeah. So you had to rebuild the culture. And I feel like they also touched, that, touched on that in Korra when they talk about the effects of like Aang's children. Kind of like Aang being kind of a neglectful father. Because he had a whole like civilization to kind of cultivate again. You can't use this. You said it's a kid show. You can't. Because it's a story that you're telling. Yeah. And the thing is, you yourself delve into darker themes. Mm-hmm. With We're going to get to it next season, the Cat Blanc episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've we've reached our time. This is Sorry, this is annoying. But it got a silver. <laughs> got a silver. So the I second guess. season got a silver because... It's good if yeah. you just live in this moment. Yeah, don't watch anything else, though. Stop here and then just read a bunch of fan fiction, I guess. Because honestly, uh, I feel like this might be the peak, unfortunately. Um, did you want to bring up Fandango now? or? I, no, that's fair. I, I was going to take care of everything. Now, but no worries. <sighs> but yeah. I guess that's... I guess that's it. That's it. (laughs) Thank you guys for rocking with us. We're going to see us next week. We have a next week's episode. We'll probably be another Miraculous Ladybug one. We'll keep it updated on the website. Mm -hmm. Uh, But thanks. You guys have a good one. Bye. Bye.